0: As part of our investment hour, getting ready to make some money this football season, we go to the best fantasy mind that you haven't heard of. FantasySportsMarkets.com is where you can find him. It's where you should be playing your daily fantasy sports. They've got a $100,000 bonus for week one, so sign up now at FantasySportsMarkets.com. My man, Ben Heisler, who you can follow at Benny Heiss on Twitter with me on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Heiss? How's it going, man?
1: Good evening, Parkins. I'm glad this is investment hour because I will tell everybody to take the side against the Bears the rest of the preseason. The bet on Friday night with the New York Giants is one of the easiest bets I've ever made because Matt Nagy is playing nobody in the preseason.
0: I was kicking myself that I didn't do anything on it. It was careless and it was obvious (laughs) and... I'm with you. It was, it was a dumbfoundingly (laughs) obvious side to be on. Um, But for fantasy purposes, uh, who is the number one pick this year? Is there a consensus?
1: Uh, It comes down to two clear cut options for me. And this would be those two same guys, even if uh, if, uh, Ezekiel Elliott was in training camp and not holding out. So I would say, if you want to go safe, Saquon Barkley is your guy. He's going to get volume for the second highest rushing attempts in yards last year in the NFL He's going to score plenty of touchdowns. He had 15 total on the season. No other running back is taking away goal line opportunities or inside the five or 10-yard line touches away from him. He is the end-all, be-all of the Giants offense, and he's going to contribute consistently each and every week. But if you want to go for the upside play, if you want to go for the guy that I think could be the clear number one play, especially in points per reception leagues, go ahead and take Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers. We all know he can catch the ball. He had 107 catches on 124 targets. And not only did he lead all running backs in catches and targets, but that number was also sixth most amongst wide receivers too. Also, this is a guy that can run between the tackles too. He had over 1,100 yards. Panthers plan to make him even more efficient in North Turner's offense this year. McCaffrey is bigger, faster, stronger than he was a season ago where he was a great running back option and in a better offense than what we saw with the Giants and Saquon Barkley. So the upside, along with the opportunity to score more and the opportunity to catch more passes, that makes Christian McCaffrey my number one pick over Saquon Barkley.
0: What about new running backs this year, whether they be rookies or running backs on new teams? Who are some new running backs that you like in fantasy?
1: Yeah, there's three big rookie names that come to mind in David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs with the Oakland Raiders and Miles Sanders with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'd probably rank them in the following order of Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, and then Miles Sanders. With Jacobs, he's the undisputed workhorse back. It's sort of similar to Saquon Barkley in the sense that you know he's going to get volume and plenty of opportunity. Uh, John Gruden said that they're going to run him a ton the moment he got drafted. Uh, He also led all drafted running backs in yards per target and yards per route run. With Miles Sanders, I think he's eventually going to be the guy because you're looking at a backfield of Jordan Howard, of Darren Sproles, of Wendell Smallwood. This is a second-round pick that put up similar type of numbers to Barkley when he was at Penn State. So I think Doug Peterson, even though he's had committees and has been successful in Philadelphia, uh, Miles Sanders is going to be the long-term guy. So I think if you can be patient, that's a good sixth, seventh-round pick that I think can pay off dividends. As for Montgomery, I think the argument against him is that the Bears have multiple running backs. They have Tariq Cohen, they signed Mike Davis. And there's this idea that Matt Nagy doesn't need or fully use workhorse backs. But the latter of those points isn't completely true. My buddy Derek Brown over at thequanedge.com found this note that Matt Nagy in 2017, when he took over play calling for Andy Reid, he actually increased Kareem Hunt's attempts by five attempts a game, and his targets also went up by one and a half targets per game. So when Matt Nagy has a three-down running back that he can trust, Danny, he uses him. And who has David Montgomery been compared to in the Chicago offense? Kareem Hunt. So I think he's going to be the goal linebacker. I think he's going to get inside the five carries in Chicago. He's going to, he's going to catch a ton of passes in a very quick offense, and Mitch is trying to get the ball out fast. So if everything plays the way that I think it could for David Montgomery, right now he's being drafted in the early fourth round. This guy is a steal in the third round because I think the Bears are going to use him to the maximum this year.
0: Ben Heisler from fantasy sports markets.com is our guest. You should be checking him out for all of your daily fantasy needs this football season. Josh Gordon has been reinstated. What's his fantasy, fantasy value?
1: Kind of feels like he's sort of the okie doke every year with Josh Gordon, right? And when he's on the field, he's contributed. Uh, somebody that was actually one of the best in yards after catch a season ago. Uh, but you just never know when he's going to be on the field and when he's going to be available. And uh, New England also drafted a wide receiver in the first round with Nikhil Harry. Uh, they're going to be able to spread the ball out a bunch this year. Uh, Edelman is going to be more involved. He's not missing four games. So I'm staying away from Josh Gordon because I expect his average draft position to go upwards of the sixth or the seventh round. Every year, Josh Gordon is available in fantasy drafts. People overdraft for him. Now, right now, he's going as the wide receiver 46. So right in the early part of the 10th round. And I think that's fair value for him. But am I drafting him in the sixth or the seventh round where guys like Tyler Boyd and Allen Robinson are going? No, absolutely not, because I want availability for those types of guys with upside. And I just don't see Josh Gordon as being that same upside wide receiver that we were accustomed to a couple of years ago.
0: What offenses in this offensive era of the NFL do you feel like, I've got to have a piece of that offense on my team some way, somehow?
1: Tampa Bay, without question, is an offense that I'm very excited about. Certainly not when it comes to the running game, but I think Jameis Winston has top 10 upside with Bruce Arians now running the show uh, for his new quarterback. You have two legit, very outstanding wide receivers in Mike Evans, who I think has potential to be the top wide receiver in fantasy this year. And that's the guy that you can probably grab in the late second round, possibly even as late as the early third round. Uh, And Chris Godwin, I know it's somewhat of a sexy name as a sleeper. Uh, The way that he's being drafted right now, Danny, as a fourth round target, Uh, certainly takes away that sleeper opportunity from him. He is outstanding in the slot. Uh, Arians is going to start to use more three wide receiver sets. Uh, And O.J. Howard is an absolute beast. He's going as a tight end four off the board uh, after guys like Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz and George Kittle. And and Howard might even have the highest upside out of all those guys. Uh, I know that Kelsey is an absolute stud. in the tight end one for three consecutive seasons. But I think talent-wise, O.J. Howard uh, could have the best talent of all those guys It'll just be a question of whether or not the offense clicks enough for him to get there. I certainly think he's tight on three without question.
0: All right, now the inverse of that question. What's an offense that you think is just too bad to have any part of?
1: Nothing excites me about Tennessee whatsoever, right? You're coming in. Marcus Mariota is sort of a make or break type year for him. They didn't really make a whole lot of changes on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, They're going to run it a lot more with Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry didn't show up until week 12 of the NFL season. And then he ended up scoring about six touchdowns in the final four or five weeks of the season. Just the sample size at the end was just not enough for me to get really excited about it. Uh, They haven't really updated their wide receiver core. Corey Davis is still the guy there. Um, Delaney Walker is coming off of a bad injury. There's just nothing exciting about Tennessee and that they're going to be a, a plotting running dominant team. Uh, that's going to be in some decent close games, but from a fantasy perspective, there's just nothing exciting about them.
0: We're talking to Ben Heisler, fantasy sports bookmark the site, download the app, whatever you got to do. They've got a $100,000 bonus for week one of the NFL season. Follow him on Twitter at Benny Heiss. You know I love Deshaun Watson, but I think you have an argument that he could be a quarterback one over Pat Mahomes this year. I don't love him that much. What's your case?
1: The case for Deshaun Watson over Pat Mahomes is not to say that this is going to be the unquestioned top dog, clear-cut number one quarterback, but I think if you're looking in the grand scheme of things over a 16-game season, who has the better rushing upside? It's Deshaun Watson. Who's going to be playing from behind more often? Deshaun Watson. Uh, who has three clear-cut, deep, wide receivers? I mean, they both do, but I think Watson, especially with, with, with uh, Will Fuller healthy, adds a new dimension to that offense if he's able to stay uh, consistently healthy over 16 games. And the other component too, Danny is that Watson has an awful offensive line, so I think he's going to have to get the ball out quick. They traded for Duke Johnson, uh, and they traded a, a pretty sizable pick there, too, uh, so I think he's going to get involved in the passing game, a lot of screen passes, a lot of short yard passes. And that's still benefiting Deshaun Watson when it comes to a fantasy level. So I'm not saying that I would take Deshaun Watson over Pat Mahomes when it comes to actually evaluating quarterbacks. I just think there's more of an opportunity for Watson, particularly in garbage time in the fourth quarter, to pad those numbers, especially if the Chiefs are up big. Maybe there's an opportunity for Mahomes to to either rest, be taken out of the game, or just hand the ball off to Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde. He's going to still put up absurd, stupid, good numbers. But Watson, I think, is going to have to earn it all throughout the regular season.
0: Heist, give me a running back outside of, we'll say, the top 12 that you're targeting this year.
1: Ooh, Outside the top 12, there, here's a few guys that, that I'm intrigued by, uh, starting with um, Aaron Jones. Uh, I really like the fit for Aaron Jones this year when it comes to what's going to be happening in Matt LaFleur's offense. Uh, this is somebody that was one of the best in the NFL in breaking tackles a season ago, uh, somebody that loves and attacks against contact. Uh, I think he's going to catch a lot more passes in this offense as well. So I think Aaron Jones is a guy that's probably being drafted, uh, running back 15, 16, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. That's a guy I really like. Also, Austin Eckler is still considered to be the running back 30-plus off the board. I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to play for most of the season. I think eventually he'll come back. But Austin Eckler is going to be the starting running back likely when this season starts for the L.A. Chargers. This is somebody that got almost 950 yards with six touchdowns in 14 games. Uh, They trust him, him and Justin Jackson in the backfield that you can feel very good about. Uh, And this is an Evan Silva special, so I stole this from him, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I think we talked about Duke Johnson just a second ago. Texans have Lamar Miller, who is not impressing anybody,
0: who's been around, has been
1: a very mediocre back for several years. If you look at the draft pick compensation, he fits what that offense is trying to do, and I think you're going to see him more as an every-down back in Houston by the end of the season as opposed to the satellite back that we've seen in Cleveland over the last several years. Duke Johnson right now is the running back 36 off the board, and I think if you get him as an RB30, you're getting a big, big steal.
0: So who are we staying away from?
1: I think at the average draft position, a guy that I'm not intrigued by is Tyreek Hill. Uh, There's a lot of people that expect Tyreek Hill to have a, a massive year, I just had a conversation with Therese Taylor of Yahoo Sports who thinks that Tyreek Hill playing for a contract is going to have an absolute fantastic season. He just doesn't get the same type of targets and and receptions that so many of the other top wide receivers get. Tyreek Hill last year had under 90 catches. He was still the number one wide receiver in standard leagues, but I want guys that are going to get targeted consistently week in and week out. Uh, Somebody that I don't worry about injury. Tyreek Hill's still a pretty small guy. Uh, So I'm probably not drafting him at his average draft position. Same thing goes with Zach Ertz. Uh, Even though he set a tight end record for receptions a season ago, there are a lot of short yardage passes. I I think at some point those air yards need to come up, and I don't see it happening this year. When Carson Wentz is going to spread the ball around, he has a lot more mouths to feed, and also there's a development of another tight end in Dallas Goddard. So Zach Ertz, again, a fine tight end, but not the number two tight end off the board.
0: All right, so we did it for running backs. Let's do it for receivers. Give me a receiver outside of the top 12 that you're like, you know what? That's a guy I want on my team.
1: I think Christian Kirk with the Arizona Cardinals, the guy that I'm really intrigued by. And I know that Arizona and Kyler Murray have looked very shaky in the preseason so far. Uh, but right now, Christian Kirk is going somewhere between the seventh and the eighth round. And based on the amount of plays that Arizona's offense is going to call throughout the entirety of the season, this is the guy that's going to get plenty of volume in this offense. Uh, Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury is projected to have, uh, if not the highest volume offense, uh, in the NFL, but they're going to call a ton of plays. And, you know, a lot of the time, because of how awful their defense is, Danny, this is a team that's going to have a lot of opportunities to try and come back in the third and fourth quarter. They're going to be garbage time heroes for a lot of fantasy squads. So I think Christian Kirk is a name that I'm really intrigued by. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has a ton of upside as the outside wide receiver, alongside Devontae Adams uh, in Green Bay. That's a name that I'm certainly intrigued by as well. Uh, and then Dante Moncrief. Dante Moncrief has been a bum in the fantasy community for the last three, four years, whether he's bounced around. A lot of people thought after Indianapolis, this would be a guy that would be a decent play at the fantasy level. Um, but now that Pittsburgh is looking for plenty of new guys for targets, uh, Moncrief is going to be the number two wide receiver there. Ben Roethlisberger was the passing leader in the NFL a season ago. He's going to throw the ball a lot. And Dante Moncrief is going to get plenty of opportunities for targets Right now, you can get Moncrief in the 12th or the 13th round, and I think you can probably reach in the 10th or the 11th round to get a nice deal of a wide receiver with plenty of volume.
0: He is at Benny Heiss on Twitter. Ben Heissler, the best fantasy name you maybe don't know. FantasySportsMarkets.com is where you want to be playing your daily fantasy for this football season. They've got a $100,000 bonus in Week 1. Heiss, good luck this year, man. We'll talk to you.
1: You too, Danny. Always good.